0: In 1995, a man from Springfield, Illinois, called 911, claiming that he shot an intruder who was killing his wife. But four years later, the case was reopened. This is the story of Mark Winger. Good evening. Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah, I'm coming to you again on a Friday night. I'm so excited because I'm off work all week. So this starts my full week off work. Finally got home, sat down. I'm drinking my Java Mama Cozy Cookies coffee. Oh my gosh. This is probably one of my favorites. Now it's in the K-Cub version. I prefer the ground coffee, but man, it's good. Cozy Cookies highly recommended you talk about a comfort food man or comfort drink i should say you just want to drink it and just wrap up in a blanket it is just so good and it's good any time of the year as far as i'm concerned because i love my cookies (laughs) anyway i oh speaking of java mama i got my whole quartet i got chris of spooky coffees christine pennywise Overlook Hotel and Salem's Blend, I think is what it's called. It's supposed to be like Salem's Lot. That is on our page. You can get all four of them or you can only get two or three if you prefer. And shipping's free. I will have my link in the show notes. I also just am, I'm start just start playing around with a new logo. Just playing. I don't know if I'm going to keep the logo. I might. I'm not sure. Um, I got my older, the, the logo I just had with the bloody hand prints that is on my swag that i mail out for buy me a coffee buy me a coffee is a link also down at the bottom of the show notes if you wanted to donate to the podcast which helps me with website fees and other fees on certain sites where i dig up information so that is buy me a coffee and anybody who donates i send out some swag to them um some little other extra surprises in there as well so um just in case Um, If you cannot give, that's great. You can also help support by leaving me a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. I'm on um, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. I'm on quite a few um, apps. So that's also a great way to help. And I want to thank everybody for your support. Everybody for your suggestions. Now, this is one that I ran across. This case today I ran across. It was not suggested. But boy, it is something else oh my gosh okay i got my sources from wikipedia and forensic files uh the episode is called a welcome intrusion and it is from 2003 this is the case of mark winger um from springfield illinois this one comes from and um oh boy how do i start this okay mark winger was born November 26th 1962 and he married Donna I did not get her maiden name so I just call her Donna Winger they married in 1988 and um they had an infant daughter in 1995 well in August of 95 she was coming home I don't know exactly where she was coming home but she was flying in uh landed at the airport and she had a shuttle take her from the airport to her house well the shuttle driver his name's roger harrington um he was like exceeding the speed limit driving way too fast um it started scaring donna and he was also talking about just off the wall stuff like orgies and i don't know it was like parties and orgies and sex and and um, what all he likes and thoughts of um and then he said that he had thoughts of killing he would hear like voices and he had thoughts of killing people and voices telling him to kill people and well donna was really upset about this and he worked for this company and um i wrote it down later it'll come in later here the company name and she um wrote all of this down because it was still in her mind so if she had to when she called the company to complain she knew what to say and what he said so she documented everything which is very important to do and this is one reason people keep journals if anything ever happens like this and even if it's something that you don't think is anything write it down And that's why I said a journal is the best place to do that, to do this and keep it because you never, never know when something's going to like come up. If you would run into the person again or um, something happened and let's say he was driving somebody else and they ended up getting in a wreck and got killed. I mean, you always say something. Okay. Sorry. I had to have a drink of coffee. I had to have a drink of that cozy cookies. Okay. When uh she reported him, the company suspended him. So he was suspended. Um and I I don't think he was actually fired. I think he was suspended until they looked into it. He was seeking treatment for his um mental problem that he had. He was already seeking treatment for it. So they suspended him. Now, 6 days later, Mark Winger calls 911 to report somebody come in breaking in his home and he says on the 911 call he's killing my he was killing my wife i shot him and you can hear this it's on um of course forensic files has has it Um, i'm not sure if you could find it on youtube you might even be able to find it on there but um he says he was he came in he was he said he was killing his wife with a hammer And he was killing his wife. He said, I had, and and so um, the dispatcher asked him something like, oh, you shot him? He goes, yes, I, you know, he was killing my wife. I put a bullet in his head. That is, that's a quote. I put a bullet in his head. Okay. That's a quote. So he's sitting there telling the uh, 911 dispatcher all of this. And then he's like, oh, wait, wait, my baby's crying. Which of course, you know, from gun shooting and whatever, of course the baby would be crying. So he says, "I'll, I'll call you right back. So he hangs up and um a few minutes later he calls back i don't know they're I, they they did not play the tape of when he called back i'm not even sure what he said when he called back he just said the same thing he stayed on the phone probably till the you know the police got there and um he told the police when they got there you know they took pictures looked over the scene um donna and roger harrington were both rushed to the hospital where they died on arrival so they um they were dead on arrival um mark told the police that this roger harrington had been stalking donna harassing her um he showed him the the documentation that she had she had it it was magneted to the refrigerator so um i don't know why it was there but uh, that's where it was so he showed it to the police and said this is what happened and um he was in the basement when he heard something going on upstairs he heard a a yell it sounded like someone was fighting so that's when he grabbed his gun came up the stairs and that's when he shot roger um the police found roger's car parked right in front of their home um so they saw they had that they had all the evidence and everything so that's that was it um it was solved and mark was a hero he was trying to save his wife he thanked the community in, in an article that was printed in the newspaper thanking the community for their support he was he was a hero you know he, he um, even though his wife was gone you know but on the other hand Roger Harrington's family did not believe this they said Roger was never violent never he they never ever saw him violent they did not believe the story um shortly after this happened mark abruptly married his daughter's nanny rebecca now her name is rebecca i'm gonna have some photos up on my um social media and i'm gonna explain um i've got photos of him and donna and i've got photos of him and rebecca so i have to explain who is who on there um donna's family um There's a Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. And I'm not sure if that's in Springfield, Illinois. I was going to look that up and I forgot. But um, they um, had a playroom built in this hospital and it had established it in Donna's name. So that was a really good way to honor her. I thought that was was really cool. Um, But he married his, like I said daughter's nanny and it seemed like there was something else I was gonna put in here but no I didn't um <laughs> or I don't remember what it was okay because I've got like I said I've got there we go okay um they did find Donna this is the one thing I skipped over they did find her on her stomach in the din- on the dining room floor and Harrington was just a few feet away he was on his back so, I don't know if that was, that, that, that will come in later. Okay, four years go by. Um, he's married to Rebecca. They have three children. Donna had this best friend named Deanne Schultz. Ever since Donna died, she went into a deep depression over these four years. She was even treated in the hospital and nothing was working and she wasn't getting better. I saw this on Forensic Files and it just made me feel so sad because depression is terrible. Oh my gosh, and to think that somebody went through this in a hospital and couldn't get better. Finally, she broke down and she went to the police and she said she suspected Mark of killing Donna. And the reason why is because she was having an affair with Mark before the murder and after. He even purchased rings for them to get married. But, oh, no, no, no. No, he doesn't do that. He marries Rebecca. Okay, now, if I was her, If I was this um, Deanne, I would have said something right away. I would never have kept this quiet for four years. Now, I don't know if she was afraid that maybe they were going to suspect she was in on it because she was having an affair. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's why she didn't say anything. But maybe she just didn't want people to to know that, of course, she was having an affair with her best friend's husband, which I I, I don't understand that. I cannot figure that out why people would someone would do that and think that they're going to i mean like i said they purchased rings but they were going to be married and this is your best friend's husband but anyway i don't want to sit here and you know harp on that but um because then he ended up killing his wife um she suspected so um she told him about this affair he denied it he told the police oh no she's just a woman scorned because i did not marry her she was wanting to marry me or wanting to get with me and she couldn't have me kind of thing you know so another coffee (laughs) drink (laughs) so they confirmed that deanne's story was correct because they looked at their hotel receipts when they had had their affairs and phone records so she was telling the truth so now um they started thinking and one of the detectives i wrote his name down Doug Williamson, he had doubts from the beginning about this, but the rest of the investigation division uh, disagreed that disagreed with him and said that, no, nope, the case is closed in there, you know, in the division, the, I, I didn't write the name of it down. it was the investigation division that, that he worked for. Everybody else there that worked there said, no, Um, he's in a, you know, he saved his wife. So he had his doubts Well, he started looking into it and um he was looking at mark's statement and when he told the police he sh- now he told the police he shot harrington twice when the nine one one tape he said i put a bullet in her head now they had a neighbor that they talked to and she heard one shot this neighbor she had her like her window open she heard one shot and she looked out i'm going by the i'm going by the reenactment here she looked out and then about five minutes went by there was a second shot. So that was something that the that um, they were trying to figure out because if he had two bullets, if, if he was shot with two bullets, they should have, I, I don't understand why they didn't find that in the autopsy. I guess they didn't think about him saying that to the 911 call that I put a bullet in her head and in his head. I guess they weren't thinking about that Then they, um, when I said earlier that Donna was face down, um, it didn't add up to where they were, the way they were laying, Uh, the position. If he was trying to kill the wife, he would have been laying close to her and they were laying totally like in a different, I think they were, may have been in a different room. But um, Donna was face down but Mark said he cradled her in her arms she wouldn't have been face down if he had cradled her um they look that's this is when they started looking at the photos and it was showing oh and they also found casings from the bullets and they were in different areas where Mark said he was standing when he shot Roger he said he came up from the basement and the position where he said he was when he shot Roger the casings weren't they they tested this with a gun that the casings would fly in a certain direction and these casings were not laying in the direction where they would have been if mark would have shot him where he said he was standing and another thing there were two 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 pools of blood on the floor one was next to um roger and one was under roger's head Uh, The one under Roger's head was a lot bigger. So the police think that when he told, uh, when he hung up and said his baby was crying, he hung up from the 911 call that Roger Harrington was still alive and he went back and shot him. I'm thinking he moved, he was alive, so he was moving and that's what caused the two pools of blood or he had rolled, I don't know if he rolled himself over, I don't know. Um, But he shot him. Again, he finished the job is what he did. And then he called 911 back. So that's what they were thinking. And they even had a blood spatter analyst come in and show that the blood on his shirt, okay, there was blood on Mark Winger's shirt was not Donna's. It was not Donna's blood. So if he was hitting her with a hammer, her blood would be all over his shirt. Um, it was his own blood and then i'm sorry that was roger harrington's blood on excuse me i got that all wrong if roger harrington was killing donna with a hammer he would have donna's blood on his shirt right but no the only blood on roger harrington's shirt was his own blood so and they even had a specialist um swinging the hammer up and down the way that um roger said or sorry mark said that roger was was doing and it just didn't add up and then the splatters the way it was splattering on the on the wall wasn't even right it wasn't even the same area where um he said roger was killing his wife at it wasn't even the same area um so they gathered of course they question was mark the one who was hitting her um roger's roger's body was laying away from donna's where his feet was positioned and his height and the way he was positioned there was no way that uh, it shows it on the for i I recommend watching the forensic files episode because they talk about it where the position where he's laying there's just no way that that would have happened if he was killing her and then mark came in and shot him they would have been right there on the same right there next to each other um but they were both laying in the exact same position Roger's body was laying away from Donna. Okay, I said that, sorry. Uh, um they, like I said, they were whoever killed Donna did it in a different location. That is what they said, because it wasn't in the location that she was laying, is is what they were from the blood spatter analyst. Um I don't want to get my stuff all mixed up here. Okay. The blood spatter batter was even on mark's right sleeve that's where i got mixed up earlier the blood was on was splattered on his right sleeve so he was closer to her than he initially said um so that's what why i got mixed up earlier because i was thinking his shirt you know um and that is just the strangest thing because yeah so he had her oh boy the blood spatter analyst should have brought, been brought in the first time, because then they could have looked at the blood on Mark's shirt and the blood on Roger's shirt and seen that Mark had Donna's blood on his shirt. Roger had his own blood on his on his shirt. You know what I mean? And it just did not look, it just did not, it, it just was totally wrong for four years to go by. And this was not looked into, I don't know, I guess, because they were convinced he was a hero, but um. What they also found was Roger had a roommate. So they found a note that the roommate took. He took a message. Uh, Mark had called the phone number and asked for Roger. And Roger's roommate took the message, wrote down Mark's address, the date, and time down so that um, Roger can come over and talk with Mark. Like they were, he just invited him over. Let's talk this out, blah, 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 blah. You know, so he goes over there. Now, this is one thing right now. Do not ever go over to someone's house that you have never met. Never, don't even do it. Not even if you talk to him on the phone, not even if you talk to him online, do not do it. Because there's a lot of, you know, he lured him to his house is what he did. And um, he killed Roger first. Donna heard the gunshot, came running. I think she was like in the, doing laundry or something. She came running and then Mark killed her. Another thing they looked at was he was suing the transportation company that Roger worked for for a $200,000. No, wait a minute. Where did I see that at? He was, I forgot. I don't think I wrote the amount down. He, okay, let me go back. I gotta get my notes straight here. Um, Donna was worth, two hundred thousand dollars in life insurance and he was also suing the company the shuttle company which was and I'm pretty sure I wrote it down but of course I can't find it while I'm talking um (laughs) but he was suing them for millions and I know I wrote that down here I'll probably end up finding it as I'm talking but um he sued them for millions because um right there that showed showed the police it's like why would you sue them for millions of dollars and then you have a two hundred thousand dollar life insurance out on donna so you know put two and two together you know i don't know how long i don't know how long the lawsuit would take you know to get um what do you call that multi-million dollar that's what it says uh, Bard Transportation was the name of the company. And that was one thing right there that they thought was very fishy when they reopened the case. But uh, I don't, of course, it was never settled. Settled. He never got his money. But um, now the thing about this, when the cops went over to us, to, when they were investigating this whole thing, that all they found on the table was the hammer, what it was, Don, he, his story was donna wanted him to hang a picture so the picture frame and the picture and the hammer was all laying on the table dining room table another thing that was on the dining room table was roger harrington's coffee cup and cigarettes now if the coffee cup and his coffee cup and cigarettes are laying on the table there's no sign why would you bring in your coffee and your cigarettes laid on a table and then kill the woman with a hammer um that does that does not make any sense so it's like he brought the he brought those in like he was going to be there for a while so that was another thing that they saw and then the thing that's terrible about this whole thing for four years roger harrington's name has been trashed his family and who knows what his mom and dad had to put up with you know how people get when people's son uh, daughters or sons or whoever are convicted of murder you know, branded a murderer, and they're not here to defend themselves. The community probably really put them through the ringer. And all because of Mark, this Mark Winger. Roger Harrington's name had been trashed, and he would have never been found guilty. Uh, Mark Winger was found guilty, and he would have never been found guilty if it wasn't for them reopening the case. Um, he got life in prison without parole in 2002 so that's awesome okay now get this this is not in um i found this on wikipedia this is not in the um forensic files because it happened after that aired 2006 mark winger asked an inmate to arrange two murders for him guess who what one of the murders was donna's best friend deanne schultz and then his other murder was his childhood friend whose name is jeff I think it's Gelman, g-e-l-m-a-n because jeff refused to post his bail his one million dollar bail when he was in jail he was going to have him killed really oh my gosh well he was convicted for solicitation of murder with a 35-year sentence added to his life in prison because of course this other inmate didn't do what he said which is awesome that's I mean, really? I mean, you're in jail for life and you want to kill this girl? Uh, I know people, there are a lot of people who have revenge, but I mean, this was like years later. I mean, not a lot of years, but it was, well, yeah, it was because it happened in 95. This was 11 years later and you're thinking of killing this woman. He is in Menard Prison, which is in the town of chester illinois it is illinois's largest prison same prison as gene brown who i talked about in the tommy smith episode that happened in peoria and that is when i ran across this story when i was reading about gene brown in menard prison so i link i found this one i'm like i have got to tell this i mean this guy had the perfect plan when his wife came home that day and told him the story about this roger harrington um, what he was saying to her while he was shuttling her home from the airport mark winger had a plan six days later he put it in motion amazing i mean this just bought me my, my my jaw i just i couldn't believe it my mouth just dropped like what and got away with it for four years this guy did and this poor woman never even saw it coming oh my gosh you know, every, all of these cases, just, I just, I I cannot get over them. This one, I, I really can't. I mean, who would have thought a plan like this, you know, he had already been wanting to do this and there was his alibi, there was his, or an alibi, but you know, there was his plan right there, just fell right in his lap. So I am so glad that this Deanne really came forward and told, because if she wouldn't have, They would not have reopened the case, probably. And I mean, who knows if they would have reopened it, but this Roger Harrington's name would have been trashed. And he was getting psychiatric help for his mental problem and his issues. He went to, he was actually getting medical help for this. They actually showed the, not institution, I don't like to say that, but they actually showed the hospital where he was getting his help from. So he was being treated. I don't know what was going on the day that he shuttled her, um, home like maybe he was off some of the meds i don't know did they didn't go into any of that but that is so sad oh my gosh so that is the case that's the case of mark winger from springfield illinois man um i do have some i don't think i left anything out I do have, um, let me see. I was going to, again, shout out some podcasts that I forgot to write down. I knew I forgot to write something down because I always do that, but, um, I was going to shout out, hmm, let me think a minute. Isn't that terrible that I, I do not have these written down? Um, I can't think right now. My mind's a blank from this case. This case has just got me all messed up from <laughs> thinking about it. But um, there was um, a couple of them. Um, not that type. Um, there's one, not that kind of podcast. Not that. Not your, not your regular type of guy. Something like that. It's called, gosh, I can't even think of the name of it. I'm just. I'm gonna have to write these down. I apologize. I apologize. But I started listening to that one a little bit. And then I had a couple newer ones that I've been cuz now that I'm in the podcast community on Instagram I'm finding so many good new ones and I know I talked about Book of the Dead and um that, that that is really good um True Crime B&B is another one that's really good. It's a mother and daughter um I know there's more. I don't know why I'm blanking. I'm so sorry. I will actually shout them <laughs> I got to write these down because like I said there's so many. Um, so I I haven't watched anything lately on Netflix. I always talk about what I watch on Netflix and um, Peacock and Hulu and all those. I haven't watched anything lately because I've been watching the Halloween movies, going back and watching those. Uh, so I it's all been about Halloween. I do want to watch Sinister again. That's another one. I, my mom got me Black Phone. That's another good one. That's from the director of Sinister. Both of them have Ethan Hawke in them. Black Phone, if you haven't watched it watch that it's on peacock man is that good i liked it better the second time i saw it because the first time i was like thrown by what was going on and then the second time it's like that okay and then everything just made sense to me the second time i watched it because a lot of times i gotta watch some some things twice um but um that is the episode for today and this is episode 12. So I'm doing pretty good with getting one of these, you know, these out once a week and then throwing some bonus ones in there. I'm off work this week and I was hoping, so hoping I could research. Um, I'm doing this one right now from Kentucky that's, I did not hear about it, but it's been on other, um, it's been on Crime Junkie and the, the one I just named off, Not Your, Not Your Normal True, I can't think of it Not Your Normal True Crime Podcast or Not Your Regular True Crime Podcast. It's something like that. Um, and, um, that one is, is, it was on that one. So I'm thinking, and it was also a recommendation. So, man, there's a lot to it though. There's a lot to it. And I'm hoping I can find some more out about it because I don't think I've ever heard about it. So I've got that one. I've got one from Indiana coming. Um, I got some more from Peoria, uh, coming. I think one is from Canton. So if anybody has any other suggestions, like around the area of the Midwest, you know, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, Missouri, um, even Wisconsin, you know, um, I like to do, I like to kind of branch out a little bit around the middle of the United States to get some ideas, you know, some cases. And, um, I like to talk about the ones that are underreported to get them out there. Like I said, this one just blew my mind even reading it now. And that's why my mind is blank when I'm trying to talk about, you know, like I said, true crime B B is good. Um, that one's really good. I'm really getting into that one. So, uh they have two stories. Sometimes they have one story, sometimes they have two stories, and the two stories is one's like um a bad and one story and one's a good story. But they're both true crime. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, check them out. They are um a mother and daughter and I want to say their names are Beth and Bailey. That's why it's True Crime B&B, and they have a kitty cat, which is my favorite. I love dogs too. Kitty cats and dogs. Speaking of that, I have to go feed my cats, so (laughs) I'm going to sign off right now and enjoy my cozy cookies coffee and everybody have a wonderful week. Halloween is coming. Get those spooky movies for spooky season in or stories or podcasts or whatever and I will see you next time.